Welcome back, everybody, to the Gathering of the Ages podcast. It's your pal, Phil, a.k.a. Min the Halfling Time Witch, a.k.a. a new character you're about to meet shortly, as I have been given the most esteemed honor of recording the intro of episode 100. Can you guys believe we're here? We actually made 100 episodes. We have been doing this for minimum 100 weeks. What is wrong with us? Oh, man. It is so cool to actually be here. I, did, I, I don't want to say I didn't think we'd get here, but it is still a, a really cool milestone for the show, really cool milestone for these characters, really cool milestone for the story. It's just been so awesome to play through this adventure with my family, with my friends, old and new, and it's been awesome sharing this experience with you guys. So before I let you guys get into the totally exciting um, whirlwind that our lovable GM has prepared for us, I'd like to take a quick second to uh, once again ask for reviews for the show. If you uh, visit us on iTunes, just be sure to leave a review for us because that helps get word of mouth out so that other people can... Discover the joy that you have found listening to our dulcet tones and exciting storylines each week. Uh, and I have one more announcement that we are, again, having a giveaway. Now, the rules for this giveaway are you need to submit a question for Spencer and Tracy to answer on Behind the Curtain to our email. That is, email is podcast at gatheringages.com. Now, the question that gets chosen for that Behind the Curtain is going to win the prize. Now, submissions for the giveaway end on July 31st. But if you don't have a question submitted by July 31st and you're not eligible for the giveaway, that doesn't mean you shouldn't email questions. We love hearing from you guys, and we love answering questions and learning and growing together uh, in this wonderful hobby of Pathfinder we've discovered together. Um, we, we really enjoy hearing from you guys. We love that you're part of the experience with us. So the more we hear from you, that just, that just gets us so pumped. It's so awesome. So again, once more, submit your question to our email, podcast at gatheringages.com by July 31st to be eligible for the giveaway. A full list of the details are going to be on the giveaway page on our website. So, um, if you, uh, if you forget what I just said or need it like um, need it in front of you that that's where it is I tend to need information directly in front of me or I forget what I'm talking about kind of like the notes that Spencer gave me to announce this episode sorry to break your immersion this does not come off the top of my head uh, anyway uh, quick incentive the prize for our giveaway is the murderers mark module. Fun fact, this is the first module that we played together to test out the characters that we have used on this show. That was the debut of Min, Parad, Artrilla, and Marcus. May he rest in peace. Uh, that was their first adventure together. So, um... That'll be fun. It's a really fun, short, level one adventure. It's great for beginners. And that will, once again, just enter our giveaway and you have a chance to win it. And now, without any further ado, allow me to introduce episode 100, Orcs and Dorks. Hello! Hey! Welcome hey, back, everyone. <laughs> welcome! <laughs> Tyler's glad Tyler's to be here. Tyler's really excited. You want to know why Tyler's really excited? Because it's episode 100! Because it's episode 100! Welcome Yay. back to our 100th episode. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm testing out a new voice, as you can uh, see. Oh, okay. You know, this one's a little more soothing. 
Depressing. Marketable. A little bit more uh, radio host. Yeah, a little more marketable. Yeah. Oh, man. Gonna boost our approval ratings. So, last week, we had a good episode. But none of that matters. <laughs> forget everything Every, you know. Forget everything you know. Everything you've listened to up to this point, gone. Gone. Throw it in the toilet Just right now. All a dream. You're yeah. starting fresh. Not really. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Please don't forget about it. Wait yeah, all, all, all you Parade fans, he's gone. Everybody that hoped Ray was going to get her memory back, forget it. Everybody that liked Min, gone. Everybody like Faven? Uh, yep. Nobody likes Faven. Wow. <laughs> wow, that was really rude. Sorry. I, um, I enjoy Faven. I actually enjoy Faven, I, too. I know. Faven just hasn't had time to grow like the rest of us. <laughs> Episode 100 is going to take place in the uh, eastern part of Usulov in the county of Canterwall. The camera flies away from the black feather few and then zooms in on a small guard patrol. Did you just confirm that this is going on concurrently? What? Did you just confirm this is going on at the same time? Nope, I did not. Are you sure? Yep. Just bear you, with you're me. You're positive. Fill up. <laughs> yeah, you have to cut that out. <laughs> like I said, yeah. the camera flies away from the our regular party and zooms in on a canterwall border patrol at a different time Andrew. i can neither confirm nor deny that just just go with me people <laughs> and it zooms in on this patrol and we see at the moment we see five people gathered around a small campfire uh they are starting to wind down for the evening they haven't quite you know gone to bed yet they're still wearing their armor their weapons are close by. And at the moment, they might be determining their their watch uh, order. And we zoom in on the face of, a, of an older gentleman with a, with a long beard. Man who has seen, you know, his fair share of battles on the, on the border of Ustalag. This man's name is Sergeant Terzgor. And he is is giving orders to his fellow to his, to the people that are underneath him, his subordinates. And we see four other individuals seated around the campfire. Uh, what do we see? Let's start with Mom. You see a human, but a very plain girl, big, like built like a man. Just ordinary, very ordinary. Plain Jane. Plain Jane, yes. But she's very tall. Very tall. Very, very built, very, very muscular. Would okay. you call her plain and tall? <laughs> yes, but I wouldn't call her Sarah. <laughs> Okay, so we see this very big girl uh, seated around the campfire, and next to her, sitting next to her, uh, we see a dwarf. Tell us a little about the dwarf. Um, 
he is a little thinner than you imagine most dwarves. It, it almost seems like he doesn't uh, get the the same amount of battle-ready exercises, most of them. He skims on his deadlifts. Yes. Um, he doesn't do them squats. Misses leg day every yes. day. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, he does seem to be covered in, in a lot of dwarven dwarven clothing that symbolize like like great casters um, and he just seems uh, a little older than his his age uh, depicts him to be okay uh, seated next to the dwarf we see a man in cleric robes yep this is a human and he is fairly large man very well rounded he's fat <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he's I love how you try to like be nice about it at first eh, yeah I'm a fat guy he's a big fat slob <laughs> yeah he's he's fairly I mean fat and proud he's, he's around right. six feet tall and he's pretty big dude he's in his uh, in his 40s and he's bald on top. And he has a big bushy mustache right in the middle of his face, very caterpillar looking. <clears throat> and at the moment, he's kind of uh, cleaning uh, his morning star off. He has a morning star like across his lap over his robes. And he's cleaning it off from the rabbit he killed earlier this day that they ate for stew. <clears throat> he's kind of picking the hairs out. He's like, why does this have to get everywhere? <laughs> no actual rabbits were harmed in the recording of this episode. Yeah, so Peter, don't come down on us. <laughs> yes, that's what you see. What holy symbol is draped? Or what? What? Where is? His oh holy yes, symbol? yes. Is it prominent? So, his holy symbol is well. He's a Phrasma cleric, but you don't really see his holy symbol. It's uh, decorated on a decorative dagger that he holds on his belt. Okay, mm-hmm. so maybe this the spiral is is carved into the handle. Right, it's or like something. in the in the handle and kind of down the sides. It's a very ornate, kind of golden-looking dagger. Very cool. All right, mm. and the last person we see in the group is a man who looks like he doesn't want to be here. What to uh, describe this this last person? I think he just said it. He does, it looks like he doesn't <laughs> want to be here. <laughs> He's a, a younger man, bald, and has a few scars on his face. He's large, but not fat like the cleric. <laughs> <laughs> he does... Uh, kind of have this body language that he definitely doesn't want to be there. Like he has somewhere else that's more important to be, but he's obligated to be here. Um, he he probably is right now sharpening some small daggers that look like punching daggers in his around his hands. How would punching daggers sit? In your it, well, if you're, they sit in your hands. There's little handles that 
that go so underneath like assassin's the fingers? Screws? Yeah, but kind of. Yeah, you grip like a handle and it comes oh, through. Oh, yeah, comes, yeah, okay. There's a little rod like that connects yeah, yeah, yeah. to the dagger. I like that. That sounds even better. Mm-hmm. But he's, he's uh, in between um, sharpening the blades and the tips. Uh, he's uh, nursing a flask. Ah, I see. He's a drunkard. No. He's taken <laughs> no, off, he's taken like off no. the edge. No. <laughs> so the camera, after it's done panning across the faces of, of all these individuals, uh, goes back to Sergeant Churzgore. And it comes back onto his face. And he has a slight worried expression. He's furrowing his brow. And he starts talking to himself. And he says... I really hope that Kolik is okay. He sent him out a while ago. He hasn't returned yet. Oh, well, I can't be too worried. All right, group, listen up. First watch is going to be Brielle. Yes, sir. Well, I know it's not going to be Mr. Turd. Mr. Turd? What? Oh, sorry, Captain Turd. Well, <laughs> I am your commanding officer. You will treat me with respect. I know you do not want to be here. Whatever. Watch yourself. <clears throat> you want first watch? Sure. Fine, take it. Brielle, you'll be on second watch. Yes, sir. After these two, we will have Thomas. And the, the camera flashes over to the cleric. And then last, we will have Finn. And it flashes over to the dwarf. They're all, and so all these, all these people are seated on logs right now. just makeshift little campsite that they've just thrown together hastily. And brought together by whatever reason has brought them into this, this group. They're here and they're here for the long haul. It is an important job as they protect Ustalov from the threats that lie further to the east, such as the orcs from the holes of Belksin, and even to the south, all the monstrosities that that reside in in and around the area, the, the famous Gallowspire, where the Whispering Tyrant is held in his prison. So their job is an important one. Some time passes by, you know, they're not quite ready to, to bed down yet. And eventually, coming up over the, the rise in the nearest hill, we see the last individual in the group. His name is Kolik. And he's coming back after a long scouting mission. Uh, what, do, what do we see? What does Kolik look like? Uh, he is... Tall and wiry, just very, very slender, has dark hair pulled back uh, by a leather cord and a bow across his back, and flying overhead is a dark-feathered eagle. Kolek makes his way down the hill and approaches his, his commanding officer and and ushers... You know, to, to get his attention, Sergeant Churzgore turns to him and says, What what is it? What have you found? 
I think I may have spotted a scouting party. Group of four or five orcs crossed the border into Canterwall. Well, I guess we won't be getting much sleep tonight. All right, men, listen up. And he turns to the rest of the group and says, Kolek here has just brought news of a troop of orcs that have crossed into the border. We better take care of them before they become a bigger problem. Put out that fire, Finn. Let's get going. And so, Finn does as he's told. The rest of you make, you know, you you, you break camp. And you start making it look like nobody was here. Just as, as, as best as you can. And you begin making your way in the direction that Kolek saw the orc, the orc group. Uh... What's going on while you guys are walking? I want, I'm trying to get a feel for the party. So, like, who's who's talking to who? Who's chums in this group? Well, Brielle is going to speak dwarf because her father taught her that out on the farm. And they used to trade with dwarves to get things they needed for the farm. So she's going to talk to Finn. And they do this a lot when they're walking. And mostly Brielle is just disgusted with Theo, as she always is, because he is not loyal and doesn't appreciate this great organization he's part of. So I'm just kind of expressing my disgust with him again to Finn. What do you say? I can't believe how disrespectful he is to the captain all the time. Is it captain? Sergeant. Sergeant. I can't believe how disrespectful he is to the sergeant all the time. I don't understand why I can't be grateful to be part of this. Well, some people did not choose this life, my friend. I understand. But he should feel more grateful to be part of it. He should do his best while he's here. Well, that may be so, but who's the judge? I guess I shouldn't judge. Hmm. I'm just lucky I'm here. Some people... Wait, Brielle. we're talking in dwarf. You're talking in dwarf. Do you speak dwarven? Do you dwarven? speak dwarven? No. Okay. Anyone understand? So you don't know. That's why we do it in front of Stupid you. Stupid dwarves <laughs> talking to each other. And in the front, Colette kind of like rolls his eyes when he hears them t- talking in dwarven because whenever they do this, he always just has this little nagging feeling they're talking about him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> even though we're not. Yeah, even though they're not. He's just kind of used to this like people... Uh, people like whispering to each other when he's around like hoping he's out of earshot <laughs> saying things under their breath I, mean, I wouldn't imagine we're whispering no I would imagine we're just talking yeah now you're just like openly yeah. talking about yeah. <laughs> and he thinks we're openly talking yeah. about him just in <laughs> a language funny. that I can't understand like oh that's that's nice that's, that's great <laughs> I think uh, dwarven is not a quiet language anyways it's like I, German. Oh, yeah, where it's I like, oh, is German. it very harsh? Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. So we're not being quiet at all, but yeah. Klingon. <laughs> Klingon. <laughs> yes, the dwarves very are known nice. for their soft-spoken ways. <laughs> Turtiscore uh, waves a hand in in Kolok's direction, gets his attention, pulls him closer, and he asks him, "Yes, can you can you tell me anything else about what you saw?" Only their numbers, and that they were definitely orcs. We we reported back as soon as we were sure of their number. All right. Well, this is not 
I was hoping to get a little bit of sleep tonight, but it doesn't look like that's going to be the case, eh? Stares blankly at his commanding officer. <laughs> you can always like, sleep okay. when you're dead, turd. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're dismissed. Fall back in line. He salutes. Uh, what is uh, what is um, Thomas doing? Thomas is uh, strolling along. He's kind of listening to everyone. Uh, he was going to chip in, but they were in Dorvish, and he doesn't know that. So <laughs> he's kind of wondering to himself, why do they always have to talk in Dorvish? You wanna, like, that make... is one language I don't know. <laughs> you want to like, make a guess at what they're talking? See if you can like... <laughs> Could you speak in common, please? And he turns to Finn. Well... I suppose we could, but I, I, I feel like this is a, 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 bit, a bit more tooting towards our conversation. But I don't want to leave you out anymore, so we can talk common now. We've discussed what I, I feel necessary at this time. You and guys... I do want to express, we, we mean no ill will speaking in, in my uh, natural tongue. It's, it's just a... A bonding exercise we like to execute mm. on, on voyages. I feel like as a, as a unit, we should be more unified than this. I apologize. We'll try not to speak in Dwarven in front of you again. Yes, it offends me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Shame I don't want to you. offend you, yeah. Thomas. <laughs> Do you want the blessings of Frasma or not? <laughs> Of course, you're part of our unit. I respect you, Thomas, and I apologize for my bad behavior. I do like to keep up on my Dwarvish, though, so we'll try to do it without you, everyone around. Mm. Thomas kind of chuckles himself because he thinks he's funny. Yeah. And he, like, slaps his belly. (laughs) 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 It shakes like a bowl full of jelly. (laughs) Yes, it does. And I got to say, Brielle really does like Thomas, so she doesn't want to hurt his feelings. Hmm. He has some, like, breakfast in his mustache, though. <laughs> what did he have for breakfast? Uh, porridge. Okay. It wasn't a protein bar? No. It was fast, easy it was, porridge. It wasn't a cliff bar? <laughs> <laughs> so you continue walking for a little bit. And, you know, as, as conversation comes and goes, you're all reminded of what brought you to this, this point in time. And memories, you know, flash through your through your heads, and you you can see, you know, diff- different different circumstances. Brielle sees, you know, she remembers herself how excited she was to enlist the day she, you know, decided that this was her calling and this is what she wanted to do. Uh, Kolak. Kolek. Kolek? Yes. Sorry. Kolek uh, remembers the day he was recruited, the, the skills that he, you know, he he showed and demonstrated that that allowed him to catch the eye of a higher-up individual in the Canterwall Guard and, you know, the, the pride he felt the day that he was asked to, to be a part of this you know, this force that, that protects an entire kingdom. Thomas remembers the 
the excitement and the you know the the worry that that might have filled him when he was asked to to participate in this you know they needed people like him that could that could heal and help others because with war becomes much you know much sorrow much much anguish and having a a man of the faith there to bring comfort at these dark times is something that the Canterwall Guard is always looking for. Yes. The blessing of death is a great blessing to bestow upon all. Phrasma will meet you there. I think it's more of a... I think it's more of a... It's gonna be okay. Like, we know where they're going. Um... It's like with with any religion that believes in an afterlife, you you bring this peace to people. You explain to them that you know, as hard as it is, as it is right now, they're you know they're they're moving on. They're moving on to the next phase in their in their right. existence. Um, next person, you know, the member something is is Theo, and how he was unwillingly drafted into this and you know the the anger that he felt being uprooted from everything he knew forced to forced to work in this in this guard that he you know he wants no part of and then Finn remembers the day similar to Brielle's where he enlisted he after you know leaving his his family behind and and telling them that what he was doing was was for their good was so that he could protect them and all of the people that he loves and you could you know you continue walking down and conversation is sparse you know not a whole lot to talk about you know we could play i spy but just a lot of trees <laughs> and i spy a fern <laughs> And eventually, uh, you you stop walking for a second. is leading the group, and he stops walking for a second, and he says, Hold up. All right, I need everybody to roll me a perception real quick. Brielle got 21. Okay. What did... Uh, what is it? Is it... It's... Kolek? Kolek, yeah. Kolek? Uh, hold on. What did Thomas get? Thomas got a 10. <laughs> 21. 21 for Colette, so tied with Brielle. Thomas can't see past his belly. <laughs> <laughs> and Tom- I've got dark vision on, so okay. I, I can see perfectly in the dark. Okay. Uh, what did uh, Finn get? Uh, an 18 for Finn. Okay. And Theo? 20. 20. So everybody but uh, Thomas... You hear this low growling coming from the the bushes off to the side of the the road that you're on, and out from the you know the tree line onto the path appear two bears. And Turskor says, "All right, arm yourselves. I need everybody to roll for initiative." Ah oh, man, <sighs> Thomas. All right. What did Brielle get? She only got a nine. <laughs> Colec? 21 again. 
Thomas? Uh, let me re-roll that. <laughs> six. Finn? What was the first roll? Uh, 16. Oh. <laughs> what did Finn get? 16. And Theo? Six as well. So who goes first between My dex is three. What's your dex, Tyler? My dex is zero. So... Theo goes first. Yeah, kind of a toss-up there between the unmotivated guy and the fat guy. <laughs> Which is I, hilarious that they would be the first about? to act. You want me to run? <laughs> what is this? So up first is Kolek. Wait, where are the bears? They just came off the path, and they're standing just further down the path in front of But they're together. Yeah. They're, like, next to each other. Okay, they're standing you. next to each other. Um, so Kolek, you're first. I shoot with okay. a 15. Uh, 15 misses. Oh. So the arrow goes sailing right right past Turzgor and just barely misses one of the bears. Uh, these are black bears, uh, just to give a little bit more description. And on the path, in order, we have Turzgor up front, followed behind by Kulik. Then we have Biel and uh, Finn walking side by side, bringing up the rear is Thomas and um, and Theo. So Colette fires an arrow, goes right past Turzgor's head, and just barely, like I said, just barely misses the one of the black bears. They're not my favorite enemy. And <laughs> next is Finn. That's not an orc. <laughs> Finn, you are up. All right. Um... Finn is going to cast his very first spell in the podcast uh, on his friend Brielle and cast True Strike on her. I think this is Zachary's very first spell in the this podcast. Is, this is my very first yeah. Never spell. Never cast a spell. What was that spell again? True, tri- true, true Strike. True what does True Strike do? It gives you a plus 20 insight bonus on your next your die night. roll. A plus 20? You're next yep. to hit. So you're basically guaranteed to hit. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. All you have to do is not Unless roll a natural roll one. one. <laughs> That's oh what I was going to say. That's all you have to do, Just Mom. don't fumble. All right. On it, the true strike spell. It is uh, Turzgor's turn, and from his back, he he removes this massive great sword and holds it in both of his hands and then quickly rushes up to one of the bears swings with the you know with a powerful strike this great sword and hits just barely nice. hits just slashes this this bear with his great sword and does 13 points of Holy damage cow. nice <laughs> dang strongo up next is Brielle all right Brielle is going to put on cleave so that she can try to hit both bears at once. So she's going to run up and you see in her hand the only possession she owns that wasn't given to her by the army and it's a scythe. Very well worn, very cared for and actually what is it masterwork? It's a plus one. It's a plus one cleave so it's very like it's unusual for her to have it. Like why would she have this scythe and why yeah but she's very proud of it. Only thing she owns, very well taken care of, and she's going to swing. Oh, are you serious? 
So you add your bonus plus the plus 20 insight. Plus 38. So it's an automatic hit on the first one. And so roll to see if you hit the second one, right? Yeah, Yeah. the normal. Mm -hmm. It's a normal roll on the second one. No, uh, no plus 20. A seven on the second. Seven on the second? second. Wait, seven wait, no. Total. A seven plus a nine. Sixteen. Sixteen is also a hissy. Yes. Hit both bears with your both cleave. Bears. So roll damage on the first one. And Sizer, what, what's your damage? It's not a d4, is it, on a side? Yeah, it's a 2d4. 2d4, so roll so two of two. those. Okay, so 2d4 plus, I add five to this. Okay. So three. Four. So seven plus five is 12. 12. Okay. So 12, 12 damage the on the one. first one. And the second one. Three. Four. And so same. 12 on both. Okay. So she just swings that side, hits the one bear, and then swings back and hits the other bear. All right. Next is Theo's turn. Theo's going to sigh like a millennial. feet to the right, <laughs> off to the trail, like and find a rock and sit on it. <laughs> oh my gosh! Okay, so I actually wasn't and far off. Gosh! Uh, he sits on a rock, crosses <laughs> oh his gosh. legs, kind of like. Yeah. Okay. Thomas, it's your turn. Thomas, he kind of glances. He's like. Kind of Thomas sighs a little bit. He's like, oh, Theo, we're never going to get far with you like this. <clears throat> and he, uh, how do the, well, I'm going to cast. Only in Pathfinder can someone like be fighting bears and be like, what a drag. <laughs> <laughs> we're fighting black bears. <laughs> well, first, do the bears look like they're hurt a lot? Uh. One of them does. One looks hurt the a lot. The one that Tursk or Ambriel have both hit. Hmm. Okay. So I'm going to move forward. Okay. How far? Uh, as close as I can get with 30 feet. Okay. That's right there. <clears throat> and? So standing just behind Tursk or Ambriel, mm-hmm. you're going to cast a spell. He's going to cast... Uh... Am I within touch of anyone? Can I get within touch? Of the Tur-score. captain? You can get, yeah, you can get right behind <clears throat> Tur-score. Okay, I'm going to cast... You could have reached Briella if you weren't such a chubby fellow. <sighs> He's kind of panting a little <laughs> bit. He's like, hold on. <laughs> He's like, wait, captain, I got something for you. <laughs> hold, hold on a second. <laughs> and he, he pulls out his Can we his pause? <laughs> this combat's moving too fast. He holds up his dagger. He's like, I guess... I guess sanctuary on you. <laughs> he casts sanctuary on the captain. <laughs> and what does that do? Uh, so if the captain is attacked, the attacker has to roll a will save. Ooh, okay. And if they fail the will save, they are un- unable to attack him. Oh wow! For is it only if it hits, or is it any attack? Even a, even a missed attack. So let me. I'll read it to you. Okay. Sanctuary. An opponent attempting to directly attack the warded creature, even with the spell, must attempt a will save. If the save succeeds, the opponent can attack normally, and nothing happens. If the save fails, the opponent can't follow through with the attack, and he loses his action, 
and it can't directly attack the creature for the duration of the spell. And the spell lasts, it's four rounds. Okay. Um, I'll just, I'll just say if he attacks the captain, then he has to roll the will save, yes. miss or hit. Uh, it is the bear's turn. So they, so one is going to attack Brielle. I uh, just attempt to bite you. Uh, and miss, because I rolled a nine on that one. <laughs> nice. And then the other bear is going to attempt to attack uh, Turskor. So let me first roll the will save. Mm-hmm. What's the DC on it? Um, that's right. Uh, 15. Just barely fails it, so it cannot attack Turskor at all. For four rounds? For four rounds, he's Kay. protected from that bear. So it's just going to turn its attention to Brielle and attempt to attack and miss. Both bears miss the bites. Um, okay. Top of the round, it is Collect's turn. Okay. Okay, an arrow goes whizzing past uh, right between the cleric and the cap- and the sergeant and into the bear in front of him. What'd you roll to hit? A natural 20. Yay! Woo! All right, roll to confirm. That is a 24 to confirm. With the minus four for firing into melee? I don't take that because I have the precise you shot precise feet. Precise shot. I'm that good. In nice. fact, I purposely try to shoot as close to people as I can because I think it's a little funny. <laughs> All right. Do you? You're sick, aren't you? Okay. So, <laughs> piercing, correct? Yes. It is also a times three crit because it's, it's a, a bow. Thomas is like, Whoa. so no, uh, normal damage. So we'll do double, double damage. damage and 2d6 bleed. Which are rolled on its turn, correct? Yeah. Yes. Bleed okay. On the opponent's turn, and it can only be taken away with a heal uh, with a heal check. So roll double damage. All right, that's twelve straight damage from the bow. Okay. And are you gonna roll the two d six bleed? I'll roll bleed? the bleed on its turn. All right. So yeah, I just get it right in the eye. What's your character's name again? I keep forgetting. Collect. 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 <clears throat> Thomas. Actually, I don't need to roll the bleed. You killed the bear. Yeah. Oh, nice. Good shot, Kodak. Well, yeah, now that I know it's not an orc. <laughs> well done. You just verified that. Yeah. <laughs> well done, now that I know it's not an orc, I know what I'm shooting at. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's a bear. <laughs> Next up is Finn. Okay. Um, I don't I actually don't even need to move. Uh, I'm going to stand where I am and cast Acid Splash. Uh, so it's a ranged attack, which I will roll now. Do you have to have line of sight? Um, I don't think you can cast that from where you are. Just because there's like what a are you couple people in front of you. It's 25 Acid feet splash. plus 5 feet per two levels, so it's... 35 feet away from me, which I think I can cast from where I am. Uh, I think so. All right, go ahead and try and cast it. Is it a targeting spell? Because you still take 
Is it a ranged? Attack? It's a ranged attack. A ranged so you touch take, attack. You take a minus four for casting into melee like a normal ranged attack. Yeah, Zachary. You could just hold and wait to see if they take care of the bear uh, too. Yeah, I'll just hold. Okay. So you're gonna hold this round. Yes. It is Terscore's turn. So he's going to once again attempt to uh, slash. He's gonna do a five foot step right up next to Brielle and attempt to attack this bear with his greatsword and miss. Uh, it, uh, he actually gets two attacks, though, so he's going to oh, take nice. a full round action after that, f- and hit on the second one, and then he's going to do ten points of damage with one attack on the bear, and then it's Brielle's turn. Okay. Brielle's just going to swing her scythe again. Twenty-one. That's a hit. Okay. And let's see how much damage. Eight. Wait, no. Eight plus five. Thirteen. Thirteen points of damage. Dang, okay. Uh, the bear is not looking good. Brielle is stupid I strong. I like this character. I feel powerful. Uh, Theo? You get up off the rock? Uh, yeah, Theo will <laughs> move. Um, Surprised he's not taking a nap. 60 feet. Is close to the bear, trying to flank if possible. I don't know. I, I counted, I think I might be like, it's hard to tell, but I think I might be like uh, two or three squares. Now, you, you had enough movement to get up to the bear. Do you want to be next to the bear? Uh, yeah, if I can be on the other side, that'd be great. But if not, then. I don't think you have quite enough movement okay. to I'll avoid just, an attack I'll, of opportunity. I'll uh, take me maybe five feet back. Okay. Yeah, right there. Perfect. Thanks. All right. Are you not doing anything? Uh, no, that's it. Oh, okay. He, <laughs> You're just all. moving up there. He double moved. Oh, okay. He just wants to see what's going on. I'm just kind of surprised he got off the rock. Me too. <laughs> Thomas? Thomas here. You <clears throat> <laughs> sound like a Skyrim NPC. <laughs> Thomas. He's going to uh, move up to the bear, actually. Kitty corner. Yep. Okay. Drawing his ma- his uh, morning star. All right. And he's going to say, "Death to bear." <laughs> <laughs> you just cleaned it. <laughs> I'm not sure if you go to heaven or not, animal. All bears go to heaven. <laughs> go to meet Farazma. I'm not sure about that. Bear Farazma. <laughs> and I get a plus, so 20, 22 to hit. Uh, that's a hit. Yes. Now I want to know what Farazma's a bear looks like. <laughs> <laughs> Farazma's got like those 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 pale white eyes. Yeah. She does six <laughs> six damage. Six damage. Okay. Mm-hmm. Smacks her with his morning star in the face. All right. Uh, this bear, it's its turn. Um, not knowing that you provoke attacks of opportunity is going to turn around and run away. So you can, you can choose to take the attacks of opportunity if you want to, or you can just let the bear get away. What? I'll swing at it. All right. <laughs> really? Yeah. He would make extra You're effort? You're a vengeful cleric. You think you can escape the judgment of Frozma? <laughs> swing at it. Nice. Uh, 21 to hit. Okay, that's a hit. 
Uh, four damage. Uh, you kill the second bear. <laughs> oh. oh my gosh. Yogi and Boo Boo are now dead. <laughs> hey, Boo Boo, this was a big mistake. <laughs> they had no picketing baskets. Boo Boo, we gotta get out of here. <laughs> okay, so the bears are dead. Terzgor, uh, begins cleaning off his sword and without saying anything just keeps walking in the direction that Kolek said the orcs were. Once the bear falls, even though I know the bear fell, I shoot another arrow and it flies right past Theo's nose. <laughs> okay. Past and the collect what? Right past Theo's nose. What's a nose nose? Theo. Theo's nose. Oh, Theo's, Theo's nose. nose. I'm sorry. I wasn't hearing that correctly. So sorry, my hand slipped. He lies. Yeah, obviously. Do you say anything? No, I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> it was a good shot. Uh, careful there. Because uh, if uh, we'd hate to lose Colic a working wakes, member of our party, doesn't wake up one morning, you know. You know it won't, wasn't me because he didn't say anything. <laughs> Gosh. He just holds a grudge. Hmm. <laughs> Finn, I think your acid splash could have hit. It was against Touch AC. <laughs> if you wanted to cast it, even with a minus four into melee. And then he keeps walking. <laughs> I mean, it's a cantrip, man. What do you have to lose? <laughs> uh, so you continue walking on the. So you continue walking on the path, and. Uh, you might like start up conversations here and there, but Terzgor quickly shuts them down. He says, "We cannot, we cannot give away our, our, that we are coming. So please proceed with, with caution. Proceed with silence. We must attack these orcs before they even know that we are there." Mm. I am a master at stealth. Trudging <laughs> 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 through the. <laughs> possible. Are you he's really? in the very no, he's at the very back of the party and he's like covered in mud and he's like swatting flies. <laughs> like swats a fly off him. He's like, oh, don't worry, Captain. I can stealth if I need to. <laughs> I am sure you can. He has like a breastplate on, so he's loud. He's kind of like, We clerics are natural sprinters. <laughs> at Terrascore, he turns to Kolek and and you know gets the confirmation he needs that they're still heading in the right direction. And eventually you uh you see a hill in front of you, and you make your way up this hill. Uh, actually, actually, so Terzgor stops right before you climb, begin climbing the hill and says, All right, I'm going to go take a look. No, I'm not. He does not have stealth. Uh, so he's not going to, he's going to say, All right, I need, That's I need to uh, collect to, to, confirm that they are still here, so will you? And, you know, doing this in hushed whispers. Alright, so collect sneaks forward. What's your, uh... What's your CMD? Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> it is a... 18. Alright, as you're going up the, the hill, I tripped you. He comes sliding back down a couple feet. <laughs> so he's like got on the slope. 
Brielle does not see the humor in this. Yeah, this is a, this is a serious mission, guys. Yeah. <laughs> All right, trying that again. <laughs> <laughs> you begin making your way up the hill. Yeah, I'm like army crawling now. I'm already on the ground now, so I'm just gonna army crawl like fun. You act like it was intentional. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> trying to play it off, like all cool. <laughs> and uh, you roll me a stealth real quick. Twenty-seven. Twenty-seven K. All right. Um, you make your way up the hill, and you peek your little eyes over the top of it you know you're probably doing like an army crawl on your 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 belly up the hill in the in the tall grass and uh you peek peek your eyes over the hill and you you look down to the other side and you you do in fact see now that i'm out of sight i have a like as i get to the top of the hill i make this like low growling sound and my eyes turn yellow Ooh, all right. So with your yellow eyes, you peer down over the the other side of the hill, and you do in fact see that that the orcs you saw earlier are still there. The adventure continues in part two of episode 100, Orcs and Dorks.